Welcome to the Master Builders Podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues affecting the building industry. It's the podcast by Master Builders for Master Builders. I'm your host, Max Rafferty, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Robert Shaw. Hey, Robert, how are you going in Perth? Yeah, good, Max. How's life in Canberra as we deal with COVID-19? Oh, look, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. And one of the things I have to say, I'm definitely uh, missing seeing the faces of people I'm seeing regularly, like yourself. Yeah, well, I know we're talking today about the uh, building industry and predominantly the housing sector, but it is um, not just affecting that, it's affecting everyday life and it's something new that we certainly didn't anticipate at Christmas time. So here we are in April and we've got a whole new way of living and a whole new way of trying to keep our businesses going. Absolutely. So we've been getting lots of calls lately from owners who want to know if their building and renovation projects can go ahead. How are you finding the restrictions with COVID-19 in Western Australia? Yeah, Max, as as this thing's unfolded, I guess that's a good question. Yes, we are open for business. The building and construction industry and the housing industry uh, are keen to get on with it the best we can under the circumstances. As we know, the government's flagged in these difficult times that uh, they want to keep the economy going as well. So I guess the message is out there that we want to try and keep things as normal as possible to deliver our service, not only for the building and construction industry, but the consumer and keep the dollars flowing for those people that are less fortunate that have lost their jobs at this point in time with the COVID-19. And it's a real challenge for people to see the positives or, or find some positives in this time because everything's so different. And so it really takes a bit of effort to try and see, okay, well, you know, how do we take these lemons and turn them into lemonade? Yeah, well, I think it's been fast moving. I would say in the last week and a half, things have settled a little bit. As you can, as everyone knows, we've got a handle on the numbers and the outbreak. So I guess now it's time for us to understand what we can do as an industry. I think we have adapted over the last couple of weeks, understanding the role we play in um, not spreading the virus. So I think that's been done pretty well across the industry so we can keep the doors open and now it's just a matter of the public understanding that we are doing that and that we can get on with their projects and we're here at this point in time for those that are, are happy to have us on their projects and building their projects and perhaps as a renovation or a new home or a project that's been started and it's been put on hold that all those things still go ahead. But it's very challenging, there's no doubt, because it's not business as usual, even though we are open for business. It's a lot slower than it was uh, trying to comply to everything that we need to do to make sure we play our part and responsible for what we're trying to deal with as a nation. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Robert. And as an industry, we're definitely still open for business. And I'm sure there are lots of builders out there who are looking for good tips and ideas and some practical things that they can do to best cope with the impacts of COVID-19. The sorts of things I'm thinking of are like, what do you tell your clients about the current situation? What sort of things can you do on site? How do you actually work with your clients now? Things like site meetings or selecting finishes. And how do you continue to promote your business so that when we come out the other side of COVID-19, you've got a good pipeline of work? So to answer some of these types of questions, we're talking to Mark Little from Little Constructions in Geelong. Mark is a massive contributor to Master Builders and actively helps us shape the way we interact with government through his participation in Master Builders Association of Victoria 
and sharing his time and expertise for the benefit of the industry. Mark started off as an apprentice carpenter, worked his way through to being a builder on the tools, and now he runs little constructions that ironically build large acreage properties. As you will hear, Mark is using all his 25 years experience to manage the current situation with COVID-19. Everything from running his sites to working with existing clients and he's even continuing to sign new clients. There is heaps to learn from what Mark is doing. So let's get to my interview with Mark. Um, for those people who don't know who you are, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, my name's Mark Little. I run a small domestic building company based out of Geelong, which is just out of Melbourne in Victoria, called Little Constructions. We specialise in acreage homes. I'm also a member of the Master Builders Association of Victoria. Uh, I held uh, chairman of the Geelong section for three years. I've sat on the country sector committee. I'm currently chair of the country sector committee. I also sit on their council of management and currently sit on their board as well. We love members like you, Mark. Um, you're obviously contributing a lot to the industry outside of your, your own business. And um, for master builders to work well, we definitely need people like you putting in that effort. Can you tell us a little about Little Constructions? What kind of projects do you do? How big's your team? Things like that. Well, obviously, Mark Little takes after Little Constructions. We do get a lot of phone calls saying, do you do a bathroom renovation or we want a wall taken out and that sort of thing. So... I've had jokes over the years that, yeah, you do cubby houses, dog houses, dolls houses after little construction, <laughs> so that's always fun. Um, but obviously, as I said before, we do acreage homes within the Geelong region. So if you've got a block from 1,000 square metres up to 150, 180 acres, we bulldoze old farmhouses and put a new house on there. We've done off-grid houses where it's cost the client potentially, or they've got a quote from PowerCore for $75,000 to bring the power in. And we've done solar panels and battery for $40,000. So there's a $35,000 saving there and they never, ever receive a power bill. We know a lot about the greenfields build with floating rock, septic, as I said, power. We've been in business. I started the business, I think, back in 2004. But about six years ago, we built our first display and I really sort of tried to push it and ramp it up. I saw a gap in the market where Geelong had the most, you know, acreage uh, land to be released over the next 10 years and we've grown over the last six years from obviously myself uh, to a team of seven now that consists of estimator, site manager, admin, drafty, new homes consultant, colour consultant. So yeah, it's been good. So I guess um, with all that build-up and the current situation we're in at the moment with the COVID-19 pandemic, how are you managing, well how has your business been affected with the pandemic it has we're pretty lucky we're pretty i'd say we're coming into this in above a fairly solid position we've got a pretty good forward order book uh, new home inquiries and the phone ringing for new homes has slowed dramatically saying that we've still managed to sign two deals so for a business that's looking to do one job every three weeks Two deals is, is massive in the current economic climate. We've had, unfortunately, one client push back their project to later in the year, which that, that's, not, that's not really phasing us. It's, it's good to have one in the bank. But we also had the unfortunate situation where um, some clients 
couldn't build and then they actually had to go and sell the block as well. That's how, how tough the situation was for them. Right. So you, you're feeling... I'm optimistic at this stage. As I said, there, there's still inquiry out there. Um, one of the jobs we signed was two police officers. So obviously they're an essential service, solid income. Another one we signed was a school teacher and a plumber essential services so there's still people out there that are keen to build i've made the conscious effort of dropping our business back to four days a week my concern is i don't think we're going to see anything now it's going to be four to six months time we're going to see that follow-on of of the slow inquiry so i just want to make sure we don't get through all of our current work and then have nothing to go on with in three four six months time well well, that leads quite nicely into the next question I wanted to ask you, which is some of the practical things you're doing on site to manage COVID-19 risks. You've just spoken about dropping back to four days a week. So what other things are you up to? Yeah, so four days a week is for the office. However, sites are pretty much running as per normal with a few changes. Uh, we've limited it to one trade on site only. So if the bricklayers are on site, only the bricklayers, no carpenters, no plasterers or anything like that. I give people weekly updates. Obviously, the master builders, Victoria, have been emailing out very regularly. So a lot of the time on weekly, I'm forwarding on those emails or I'm downloading the contents of those emails and attaching them to give all my contractors weekly updates. Give my clients, I try and give them about fortnightly updates. And obviously, little things like um, signs on site, we've actually got them laminated and there's a copy in the site toilet, there's a copy inside Hand sanitizer has been very hard to come by. So we've been putting that in site toilets. And obviously for reference, we take photos of the signs and we take photos of the hand sanitizer because, you know, that sort of thing, you know, it's there one day and then it's not there the next. And we just don't want the opportunity, you know, we don't want the unfortunate opportunity where, yeah, it's there in the morning and let's say work comes on site in the afternoon and, and someone's taken it or it's there Tuesday, someone steals it overnight, works safe, rock up Wednesday and it's gone. We've got a number in my site manager's ute to replace them in case they are taken. So it's just trying to keep contractors aware and enforce the strict, you know, one trade only on site policy. Right. And apart from hand sanitizer, have you had any issues with supplies? Yeah, we had our first the other day, actually. It was a bit unfortunate where um, we had some tiles very, very specific tiles, which were extremely large. Most tiles are, you know, 450 by 450. These were 2.4 by 800 mil. So they were very large (laughs) tiles and they come out of Italy. And usually to get them out of Italy, there's an eight to 10 week wait. However, at the moment, there's, they couldn't put a time date on it because they just don't know when Italy is going to reopen and they're going to start making tiles again. So that's, that's the first one. It's probably just getting on the front foot too and let clients know when that happens, shoot them an email and say, look, you know, in the current economic climate, we're in a solid position. However, I need you to be aware right at this stage, some of your items, you know, may not be available when they come due to the current economic climate. You know, there's so many things that are out of everyone's control. Now I want to talk to you about clients because I know we've been getting lots of calls from people to check in if they can still go ahead with home renovations and building. What sort of conversations are you having with your clients? Obviously, I'm stressing to them that uh, the building industry is an essential service. 
So we're currently in stage three. I believe stage five would see hardware stores like the likes of Bunnings and Mitre 10 shut their retail arm, but obviously their trade would stay open. So I know there's been a case of a builder I know in a regional Victorian town where he's gone from having 18 months work ahead of him in renovations down to three weeks because the clients don't want to get halfway through a renovation and have half a roof on or half the walls and all of a sudden we go into complete lockdown. So that's been quite tough for him. But as I said, it's just probably the lines of communication, making the clients aware that, that we are business as usual, that, but there will be, there may be a need for them to compromise on some items because it's out of our control. It's out of their control. It's out of our control. Are you finding that the clients need a little bit more contact? I don't know about contact. We try and reassure them, um, which is obviously why the email comes out from me, the owner of the business. So it's sort of coming straight from the horse's mouth rather than coming from a second or third party. It's just communication. They're not really... Probably only one client the other day said to me, oh, can you hurry up and get my house finished before we go into full lockdown? Or <laughs> it was something along the lines of, oh, it was something along the lines of, I hope my house is finished before this all goes pear-shaped sort of thing. Sorry. So, so just, it's, just the so context. It's like, a, like a COVID Christmas. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> a lot of the trades, oh, you'd be surprised. A lot of the trades are getting smashed now because everyone is scared that we're going to go into lockdown. And, and they're going to be stuck with all this work so or this work that can be done or they've got halfway through and they can't get paid for it. So there is a, bad, a bit of that still unknown out there. But I think the longer we go on, the more, the less people are getting spooked by it because they're like, oh, things are still ticking over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I mean, it is uncertain, you know, I mean, and you can see, you can see that with just how people are reacting in general, you know, people hoarding all sorts of materials that normally, um, not just in construction, but people hoarding, you know, rice, when they probably haven't cooked something with rice for weeks. So it's, I can imagine that as, as this starts to re- literally become the new normal things, people might start to calm down and go back to acting in, in ways that we're used to. I have heard of some builders that would go and, and they'll buy a pack of, of timber or two packs of timber, even though they don't have a job starting for four, six, eight weeks. They're getting the pack and storing it in a shed or storing it somewhere so that they can then carry out the work when they need to. So there is a little bit of that in the building industry, but not 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 anything like what we've seen in the supermarkets. Yes, yes. So what kind of things are you doing now to protect both your team and your clients? Uh, within the office, obviously, we're, we're pretty fortunate in the office. We've got a bit of a hygiene policy and we've got the hand sanitizer within the office. We had a case the other day where a client needed to do a colour selection. So we did that colour selection via Zoom which was, I think it took three or four hours, which was still, it was probably, I'd say it was very successful, probably 95% successful. Then our colour consultant come into the office and placed everything out on the meeting room table in the way that the client had picked because obviously people need to visualise this thing. So once they did that, we got the client in, the client came in, visualised everything, ticked off on everything and said, look, no, I don't like that. I want to change that. 
and uh, we're about to go to contract with those clients next week. So, yeah, definitely very positive, very positive. That, that definitely sounds like a success. Yeah, the only thing we're having trouble with is carrying out site meetings because obviously a lot of the time the husband and wife want to be on site together with our site manager and I've had to sort of can that and say, look, I'm sorry, you can't have both but you can have one. One of you can meet with our site manager and walk through is that working okay or are you finding that you're ending up having to do twice as many walkthroughs just to get everyone on the page or it is being a bit challenging because obviously then because you haven't got both parties there you might be reiterating the same inter- the same information to the second party because the first party might have translated it obviously we've got builders terminology which we use every day that we know and understand and all our contractors understand but obviously to your everyday off the street person they probably don't understand the sequence and and the terminology and language that we use. So sometimes we just find it's just a bit of a double up of information, but at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing because you've also got it in writing. Yep. Uh, Understood. Um, We've been throwing a line around, which is slow work is better than no work. Um, In the current environment, there's a need to work slower. Is this frustrating for your customers? And how have you been dealing with it? I haven't any had any backlash yet. I think most people are just happy that we're managing to continue our build. I sent an email out when this all first went down and actually it might have been the second email out. One of the clients sent one back saying to us, oh, I can't believe that you're still operating. And it wasn't in a bad way. It was actually in a good way that the steps that we'd implemented, like reducing your four-day week, they were grateful that their house was still getting built because they're they prefer to see a slower pace and stuff happening. I know a lot of people have sent email, a lot of builders have sent emails out, you know, our sites are shut effective immediately sort of thing and, until this blows over. So there are some smaller builders that are, are choosing to just sit it, batten down the hatches and, and sit it out, whereas we're trying to be as, as proactive and as positive as possible. And as you said, some progress is better than no no progress, which I think everyone is grateful for in this current climate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Whether you be an owner or whether you're someone actually undertaking the work, just just being thankful to be able to undertake the work and be thankful that the work is being undertaken. Now, obviously, when the current situation passes, we're we're all still going to need to be lining up projects. How are you continuing to promote your business? Anything that's free. (laughs) All all your social media platforms, which is Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I had a builder swear that by TikTok the other day. Now, I'm not sure about this TikTok. I haven't created (laughs) a a page yet. Um, But anything that's free, just trying to push that. Any money that we'd be usually spending on advertising and marketing, I'm actually just trying to bankroll at the moment for when we can open the display home. We created a, I got a videographer out the other day and we created a 3D walkthrough. Hopefully I received that today or tomorrow. Just to give people sitting at home, we can put that on YouTube, we can put it on our website, we can put it on Facebook and Instagram so that people can still from the comfort of their own home walk through the display home. There's also still, similar to real estate agents, we can still show them through with a one-on-one personal tour. We just can't throw the doors open and have 20 groups through on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, awesome. I that that's three the three D walkthrough sounds like a very cool thing to be doing, especially with a display home. And I like that it's not a three D concept where it's computer, you know, animation we'll call it. It's an yep. actual physical video walkthrough rather than a, a simulated walkthrough. Yep. Yep. 
Love it. Are there any good tips you can share about the work you're doing now and how you're attracting customers? Um, no, probably just obviously back to the video walkthrough of the display home. It's, it's a simple thing. Our videographer went from having four months work ahead of him to three weeks ahead of him. So by us getting him in to do a video walkthrough, he's a small business. It keeps him afloat for a little bit longer. So we're just sort of looking at areas where it's not just our business, where we can support other small businesses well to try and get them through these tough times. In regard to attracting customers, it is, as I said before, any anything that's free, the phone is still ringing for us. It's just not ringing like what it used to. You know, We'd have sort of one or two calls a day. We're probably having one or two calls a week. The quality of lead now is a lot better than it used to be. But yeah, just trying to push Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, those sorts of avenues where they um, it doesn't cost you anything or it costs you minimal. And it's not necessarily about attracting customers. It's probably to give them confidence that we're still operating. Hey guys, we're still going. Yep. A lot of our, it's been received where very well where we're reposting our suppliers and our contractors saying we're still open, we're in this together. If, if you support them or if we support them, it keeps us all in a job and it just keeps those wheels ticking over because construction in, you know, not let alone Victoria, construction in Australia is a, um, an integral part of the uh, economy. Absolutely. Now to other builders who will be listening to this, if you had one piece of advice you could share with them, what would it be? Definitely batten down the hatches. I think times are going to get tougher over the next two, three, four months. If you've got the opportunity now, sit down, cash flow out two, three, four, six months' time. You know, just prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. That was unreal. Really appreciate it. No, not a problem at all. Thank you. What I loved about that was some of the really practical and simple things that Mark is doing. Things like 3D video walkthroughs of his display homes and colour selections using video conferencing on Zoom. Also, I loved his marketing advice. Basically, anything that is free. Robert, what do you what do you take away? Yes, that no, was a good uh, conversation, uh, Max, but uh, spot on. I think now we're forced into, for those that weren't tech savvy, to start doing some more you know, hookups with clients with Zoom, certainly social media, media marketing, and obviously the, anything that's free at this point in time because every dollar in our industry, it's like any business um, trying to navigate through this is very important. So we're trying to juggle a few things at the same time. So I liked his approach in relation to that. So very smart. And there's a lot of, I guess, platforms you can utilise to p- still promote your business and uh, so people know you're out there open and you've got work to go on as things uh, tighten up in the next couple of months. I also thought that it was a really positive story given the deluge of negative stuff that we're just seeing all the time through the media. Yeah, there's always always negative stuff, Max, but I think in times like this we're lucky to be still working. So we're pretty innovative uh, a bunch, the building construction industry, so we've got to find a way to keep operating and work our way through this. And certainly it's a big part of the economy and we want to do our part in delivering to the public and also uh, making sure as many businesses are alive and well on the other side to make sure we can employ as many people as possible. So it's a very important role we have. So I'm pretty confident that a lot of builders will be, um, be up for the challenge. 
So Mark talked about battening down the hatches, and it, that sounds like a really sensible bit of advice. Robert, would you have any thoughts on on how the industry is best suited to do this? Yeah, that's no, a good one, and it's a very important one. And I guess just to clarify, battening down the hatches doesn't mean stopping what you're doing. That means making sure you've prepared your business to work on through this for no matter how long it is. So on the other side, you're in, in, in good shape still. So so battening down the hatches for me is making sure you understand your finances and your balance sheet and certainly make the adjustments so that you still got a good cash flow or you don't do too much damage to your business. Depends where you sit financially. So I think it's a very good um, scenario where you do batten down the hatches to continue your business on to get through to the other side. So finance will be king and, as always, uh, money is a very important part of understanding business and making sure that you can stay on top of things, especially when there's so many unknowns out there with COVID-19. So you've got to literally prepare for the worst and if that doesn't happen, you're in a very good position. Um, look, I totally agree, Robert. One final thing I wanted to add is that Mark's one of our very active members in MBA and I hope people listening can see the benefit of getting more involved because Mark is a great example of the sort of people you can get to meet and work with and learn from when you get involved with your local MBA. Now, if you need some help or advice to help your business with what's going on at the moment, make sure to give your local Master Builders a call or visit our website at masterbuilders.com.au. Thanks for listening. I'm Max Rafferty. Until next time, stay safe.